It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Live from the battle room in Houston, Texas, it is time for Angry Corner. Welcome live to Angry's Corner. I'm your host, the Angry Patriot, coming to you live from the battle room here in Houston, Texas. It is June the 21st, 2016, 10.02 a.m. Central Time. And folks, I uh, got a very special show lined up for you today. I have a very special guest lined up. This gentleman, I've been looking forward to having on my program he is a producer, director, actor, and comedian. I'm not sure how many of you may be familiar with his work, but he's done uh, a movie called Beer and Seed, and he's also appeared in various other public service announcements, one of which I looked on uh, YouTube the other day it was a spot for our favorite product, Obamacare. But don't hold it against him, folks. He's just 
somebody trying to pay the bills, as each and every one of us are. So, but without further ado, let me bring on my uh, guest today, and it is a gentleman, again, like I said, who I've been looking forward to having him on the program. So without further ado, again, let's welcome today's guest, Bill Cox, to the show. Clinton. Yes, sir. Clinton, thanks so much for having me. You know, you definitely are a flamethrower, starting out with the Obamacare. (laughs) Hey, I I call it as I see it. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, we... We uh we can't hold it against anybody for trying to make a living, right? Right, right. But you know, uh, real quick, since that's the you know kind of how you started, let me give you a little bit uh, a background on that particular uh, project. It was so confusing to everybody that I was approached by Champion Entertainment. I'm a obviously a writer and a speaker. Uh, and, and just like you, I, I, I'm in Houston, but I'm originally from Michigan, and okay. so I've done I've done a lot of voiceover work, and uh, my lack of accent um, has gotten me uh, a lot of work. And they approached me and and told me they they wanted someone to actually explain this massive bureaucratic boondoggle of uh, law and so it was a real learning experience for me Um, although the uh, project is probably only a couple of minutes long it took me uh, two or three weeks of research just so I could get wrap my own hands around it and it was uh uh, unbelievable, and I, but I've, I, you know, the nice thing about it is, I think I've brought a little bit of clarity to it, not necessarily agreement, but right. it's it's one of those things out there that, you know, I've gotten a fair amount of run. I mean, as you know, I mean, my my own personal bent is, uh, you know, I like doing comedy and um, uh, and that kind of thing, but. Um, this was something that I I took on because I really thought that uh, uh, people needed something that they could just watch just to get an idea of what the actual intentions were. Um, and so that's that's sorry to take a long way to get to it, but that was kind of the point of the project. Right, because it, you know, definitely needed uh, a lot of explaining because, you know, a lot of people find it very confusing. Even people in the health industry itself are having a hard time understanding it. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. I've had um, uh, a lot of people that have seen that that have, yeah, and and I put it on uh, on YouTube. And just let you know, everybody can um, watch it. It's uh, Obamacare revealed. Um, is the title of it, you know, um, just to give it a little bit of clarity, and you're absolutely correct. I've had more health people in the healthcare contact me uh, than, 
your rank and file people. I, I kind of expected, you know, the small business owners or, or that kind of thing, but people who are really directly affected by it that are in the industry have let me know how much they totally appreciated it because I didn't really uh, go into the uh, mechanics of it as much as just revealing what the intentions were of it. Right. You know, I've I've seen a lot of your other work too, you know, and uh, again, you know, it's not, I'm hoping that's not something that uh, your career will be based on because, you know, I see a lot of your other work and you're, you got talent and, uh, you know, <laughs> And again, you know, we all we all have our skeletons in the closet. Uh, right. People like Linda Carter and other people, but I'm not even going to go down that road. But uh, <laughs> you probably know what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, I know exactly. <laughs> what you're <talking> about, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so how did you get involved in in? what you do i mean i i find it intriguing to to even be able to talk to someone that's done even a portion of what you've done and i commend you for it actually well hey hey thanks so much you know um i started out um as a kid and i've always wanted to be a writer and a speaker but i just never knew what i was going to write about or or speak about um and uh, originally, I uh, I became a uh, DJ with DJU Productions, okay. uh, doing uh, events and live working live shows and uh, a lot of ton of wedding receptions and that kind of thing. And totally enjoyed it. And then I, I wrote a couple of books and put them on Amazon. And as a matter of fact, they still sell to this day. Uh, Ultimate Wedding Reception Book, the Ultimate Wedding Ceremony Book, and okay. um, and and the thing about it is, for people out there that um, have uh, uh, always wanted to write a book, that's kind of a, a solitude, uh, solitary process. Uh, I essentially, you, you know, you write it, you write it the best you can, then you turn it over to the book editor, and you essentially don't don't see it, you know, um, after that. Um, but because of my, uh, live, uh, experience, I've, I've done a ton of, uh, voiceover and message on hold work. And, um, so I kind of got into, and, and as every writer does, you kind of get into a poetry phase. And, uh, I got into that, but one thing different about my poetry is, I like to put it to music because of my DJ background. So mm -hmm. I, that's how I got, uh, I love the fat chicks and uh, is she male and all, all sorts of other stuff. And I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, but going into doing film is something that I really enjoyed the, collaborative process, you know, working with other creative beings. And the thing about um, being in the film business is 
when you write a story, you have a vision for how it's going to be, but when you bring in the other creative people, you kind of have to let it evolve, and it turns into something, every time in my case, bigger and different and and oftentimes better than what you originally planned. Um, right. and, and, and that is a uh, wonderful process. Um, you know, I've... I, I've uh... I, I was just listening to I Love Fat Chicks earlier, uh, and you know it, it it's hilarious actually. It's it's a good uh, video, and I would like to play it if that's okay with you. I'd like to play the audio for the audience if if that's okay. Clinton, that is awesome. Thanks so let, much. Oh no, Let's let me. Love the fat chicks. Let, let me bring it on here, and it's the extended version, so it might take a little while to get to your part, but here we go. All right. Motion, love it, build it. I have your contract. I got way behind. Not you, baby. I am your mold. I am your mold. Your mold. I am. I'm not your mold. There's a very nice wall right over there. Our next active subs here is a DJ with another low poem performing I Love Fat Chips. I went to the club. Give me a beat. I went to the club. She was there a bit of a chub. But she had a nice face, so I took her to my place. There was a lot to love. I loved the fat chick. She was big and round. I loved the fat chick. Didn't have to pay by the pound. I loved the fat chick. I went back to my spot out of the club. Love, definitely not. I was looking for something to rub. Only skinny messies I didn't see. Those vain bitches wanted nothing to do with me. Where was the fat chick? Where was the fat chick? She was big and round. I love the fat chick. And I didn't have to pay by the pounds. I love the fat chick. Being home alone, I was tired of that. Put on the rags and I went back. I saw this girl who I'd seen before. From what I remember, there was a whole lot more. Yes, I was fat, can't you see? But I've had gastro and lipo. Now there's a skinny me. You had your chance, he screamed and yelled. Now I can get anyone. You go to hell. I love the fat chick. She was sticking around. I love the fat chick.
You know, of all the poems I've ever heard praising female corpulence, that just may be the best one yet. Another love poem. There you have it, folks. I love Bat Chicks by uh, Bill Cox. And uh, I, I get a chuckle out of it every time I see it. It's it's an awesome yeah. game. Hey, Clinton, thanks so much for playing it. You know, it's uh, kind of funny how that... I mean, it, it really is based on a true story. Uh, I did go to a club and uh, met with some uh, plus-sized women, and I had a great time, and... I went back, and uh, there was only skinny women there, and they uh, wanted nothing to do with me, and I made the rest of the stuff up. <laughs> but that's usually the case. Somebody that looks kind of semi-attractive doesn't want to do anything with anybody like us, you know, because that's another story altogether. <laughs> but I, uh, I didn't intend to do it as poetry. I was going to do it as a... Uh, uh, as a rap song, and so I hired the uh, music producer, and I got a rap band all lined up. We we ended up going to the studio, and of course the the rapper did the show, and so uh, we were sitting there uh, talking about it, and the uh, music producer, Michael Traverso, great guy, uh, goes, "Well, hey dude, you're a public speaker." Why don't you do it as uh, as poetry? And uh, so we did. And uh, I've, I've since done uh, probably eleven of them uh, since. And uh, it's it's been really good run. And you know, one of the things that that I wanted was you know music so much you you can't hear the lyrics. And you know, I I wanted something to Day, and I wanted people to be able to hear it, and so um, it, it's worked out uh, really well. And it's, it's uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of my uh, my calling card. Um, I got really lucky on the video. Um, the uh, the guy at the start uh, is a uh, comedy writer, Paul Siebern, out of Cleveland, right. who. Uh, it is just outstanding. He used to be uh, the head writer for a comedian by the name of Richard Jenny. He writes for numerous blogs and comedian, and he sells jokes. And uh, he's a comedy coach. And uh, the the guy who works as the host uh, is an uh, is a actor out of Houston who's outstanding. His name is John Sick, and uh, he's kind of like a uh, John Lisko. Uh, stand-in type of uh, guy and, get, and can do the really elegant uh, uh, type of things, and he's an outstanding talent. So it's it, just a wonderful project, and, uh, and and it still gets a lot of run to this day. Yeah, it's nice to have uh, top-quality uh, actors to back up your work because uh, I, I saw that going in. And uh, I think I've seen some of his work as well, but uh, I'm not familiar with exactly everything he's done, but I believe I have seen some of his work. Um, Now, 
Speaking of some of your work, uh, I, I noticed the the movie that you did, was, I think it's called uh, Beer and Seed. How did that come about, and what was the motivation behind that? Uh, thanks for asking. <laughs> you know, I think as, as writers uh, or, or as any, in any walk of life, when you want to progress, you need to stretch yourself. And I had done uh, some short, uh, I, always, I like doing animation because you can kind of control the frame of, you know, all of people's uh, attention. Um, but I, I realized that I really needed a feature film. And so uh, I was talking with uh, Champion Entertainment, uh, who I've done quite a bit of work through. And um, I had this script... Uh, it's basically a college script, but I, I want to write stuff that is pertinent to today. And the thing about it is, is that it seems like today people need to be ready to reinvent themselves. It's not like it was years ago. When you graduate from college, you get a good job, you stay in that job until you retire and get your pension and, and that kind of thing. That is not the way of the world today. And so this is based on a veteran who spends 20 years in the military and gets out and he has to reinvent himself so he goes to college. And, but he has to deal with young people that don't have life experiences, but he's got to deal with them in a way while he achieves his own goals. And it's not always easy to do that, to assimilate in there. But right. if you really believe in yourself, you have to do it. And so uh, we did it in a humorous way. Um and it's on Amazon. It got approved for Amazon Prime, um, and it's uh, it's been just excellent. And the funny thing, uh, the librarian uh, who is in there is a is a model, and I I wanted to her because of her schedule. I didn't get to use her very much, but since then she became Miss Universe Bikini. <laughs> wow. since, my, since my movie so her talent now uh, has actually accentuated and uh, gives my uh, movie a little bit more uh, credibility so I feel totally blessed about that Right. so folks um, I'm getting ready to open the phones up here and if you would like to call in to speak to me and my guest Bill Cox here on the studio live this morning the number is 724-444-7444. Then you enter call ID 141446-POUND, one pound, and you can speak to us live here in the bottle room this morning. So, Bill, um, I noticed that, uh, you know, a lot of people try to get into the industry, and if they wanted to get involved in something, say, that you're putting together, how would they do that? You know, it's kind of funny how uh, just the entertainment industry is. It is the easiest uh, industry to network in. And the reason why is everybody wants to know um, 
what projects you're doing and what do you have coming up. Right. And I I go through HoustonFilm.org and being a writer, I get to know people or and talent. And when I'm sitting at my computer writing a script, I visualize the person uh, being in that role, and I write it as if that person is there. And then when I cast, I try to uh, get somebody, if I can't get that exact person, someone that can pull that kind of role off. And it's kind of funny, the dean uh, is uh, in Beer and Seed. I met him at a mixer, and he was such a quirky dude. I just knew I had to have him. His name is Dan Lewis, and he is just outstanding. And when I met him, he had a parrot on his shoulder. That's interesting. <laughs> I, and I, I don't have any pirates or in the movie or any intention of writing a pirate movie, but he was such an interesting guy that... I, I just had to get him, I, and I got lucky, and I was able to get him. But you know, Clinton, the funny thing about um, the entertainment business is this. When I was in my 20s, I had a, an agent who was actually uh, Randy Quaid's uh, and Dennis Quaid's stepmom. Wow, that's and, interesting. And... I uh, would go to auditions, and there would be, you know, 20, 30 people auditioning for the role. Now, in my 50s, they call me for the role, because there's not that many people that have developed the skill set, just like you. Uh, You've developed your skill set as being a host and being in radio and stuff, and most people that are older are already into their routine of life. And so the so as you get, if you continue to develop your skills, you're going to get your shot. Right. So yeah, that's, that's what a lot of people, you know, they run into that, they get into that mold, and then it's kind of hard to break out without, you know, somebody giving you that opportunity. And uh, I see that a lot in the industry. You know, people get kind of uh, stagnant, and then they just then they give up on, you know, trying to even accomplish their their goals. And that's what's wrong with a lot of uh, entertainers today. They they go into it with an open mind and and expectations, but when they don't get what they want, then they get Oh, well, I guess I'm not good enough, so that's it. I'm done. Well, I, I think the it's faith. You have to have faith in your ability and faith in your talent. And when you put your product out there uh, and continue to make your product, make it better, you establish a track record. Right. Um, I... And, Believe me, um, I think that the big thing that is lacking, not only in the film industry, but 
but basically in life with people is this completion so many people have big dreams but they don't complete them maybe they set the bar a little bit too high or maybe they just bit off too big of a chunk um, and weren't able to handle it all but if you take life as a series of projects and complete each step, you will build a stairway as opposed to having a wall to get to your goals. You'll build a stairway as a series of steps as opposed with one imposing wall that you need to scale to get where you're going. Right. You know, because I, you know, like, there's moments when I I sit there and start doing a little brainstorming and I come up with ideas, you know, that I think would be good on film, but I don't have the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't have the connections or the financial ability to, to really produce them, you know? What's amazing about the film industry now is that there's, with digital, it's made stuff so affordable. And it, the thing about in Houston is there's so much talent readily available of all types, right. uh, not only actors, but crew. Uh, and they're all looking for a project to work on. And all you have to do is you just, Find where you fit. And what's been really helpful for me, I, I just like meeting and working with new people and doing different kind of projects. And over the years, because of that, I've built up a, a network of people. I don't I don't necessarily uh, want to be an actor. I could do it. You know, uh, it's in my skill set. Um, I consider myself more of a writer because that's uh, that's uh, more of a rarity. It's it's harder to find a writer than it is to find an actor. Right. Uh, but it, but it, it it's all part of the project as a whole. And so I've built up this network of people, and like I have my next feature um, that I want to start shooting called More Fun Dead. And because of that, uh, of the people that I've worked with in the past, I've, I've pretty much had my crew filled out. Uh, wow. You know, and, and but you're you're absolutely correct. I mean, it, it, there's there's still a fun, funding hurdles and and that kind of thing. But honestly, if there wasn't any hurdles, uh, would it give you any satisfaction when it was done? I, I don't think so. No. That's true. I mean, you know, anything worth having is worth uh, reaching for and working hard to get. I mean, you know, because you appreciate it a lot more once it's completed. Absolutely. And and uh, a lot of people, and I mean, I, I, I want to encourage you and your listeners out there, if you have a project in mind, do it. And the reason why is this. If you'll notice that uh, Hollywood the biggest blockbusters for the summer, they're all sequels. They do not have any new ideas. And they are, so the, what they're doing is they're, um, they're remaking what is 
a safe project, but you'd be amazed at how much Hollywood is looking at indie films to try and get new ideas. Mm-hmm. And because that's that's what they need. They need the new uh, the new projects, the the off the wall ideas, so they can you know work that into the next projects that they're doing. They they need fresh ideas. There's a um, there there just isn't much new in Hollywood. That's why you see so many sequels coming out. So that's why. Uh, indie film is getting uh, a, a lot of attention. Yeah, you know, it's it's like a lot of uh, movies that have came out in the past, like there was a time, I forget the gentleman's name, uh, escapes me, but uh, he had an idea to make a, a feature film called Buckstone County Prison, and he actually presented it to the, net, or to the uh, big film studios, and they pretty much scoffed at him. So he went out and got the money together himself and produced the film with local talent, and it became, you know, a cult classic. Right. So you got to, you know, you got to continue to push, you know, the envelope if you're ever going to achieve anything. Well, the also it it depends. It it, it's your it's your motivation. You know, uh, there's a fair amount of people in life. They just want to say that they actually did X, you know, whether it is, whether it's to drive a race car, make a movie, um, you know, play sports or whatever. But you got to dig down inside yourself. And really, is this your passion? And if it is your passion, you will find a way to get it done. And network, you'll find people that share that passion. We're so blessed to be in a big city. There is groups for every type of people out there. You Mm -hmm. will find like-minded people. And where there is a network, there will be people that will help you get that done. So, Bill, um, you know, a friend of uh, not a friend of mine, but... uh, uh, a person that I am on uh, Facebook, you know, associated with, um, they wanted me to find out, um, and this is kind of a personal thing. If you don't want to answer it, that's fine. Uh, does the Maplewood Baptist Church mean anything to you? Maplewood Baptist Church. Is that in Kansas? Um, I, I believe it might be Indiana, if I'm not mistaken. Indiana. No. No? Not no. off the bat. Okay, well, you know, they wanted me to float that out there to you because they think they might have uh, known that you were a pastor or something at that church at one time. Oh, nope, nope. I, uh, <laughs> kind of funny, uh, I am in the men's ministry at Sugarland Baptist. Uh, we call it Man Up, and it's a men's only uh, Sunday school group. Um, but I I am a member of that. Well, actually, well, I'm the director. I'm well, the director awesome. of it. Yeah. 
So, you know, it's it's always, you know, refreshing to find somebody that's uh, willing to admit that they, they are part of the church and uh, still part of the industry itself as well. And uh, I know that must be difficult at times too, right? You know, it absolutely is. But um, I... I'm a. I've been a person of faith, pretty much my whole life. I've never had that eureka moment necessarily, where um, I was just raised on a farm, and uh, my mother was an organist uh, at the Methodist church, and my dad just always made sure we went. And I just, I, I'm a believer. I just believe uh, it's. The, the Bible has been around for 2,000 years. Uh, it's worked for the past 2,000, and it'll probably work for the next 2,000, you know. Amen to that. Uh, uh, I, and I don't, ha- I don't have a problem reconciling uh, that, although I have worked with people that do have an issue uh, right. with it. Um, but it hasn't been one of mine. Um, I, I just believe. Right. You know, being in the industry, what's the most, uh, what's the word I want to look for? What's the most, uh, dramatic thing that's ever, uh, occurred that tested your faith in the industry itself? Uh, just making it. Um, you, you know, persistence. Uh, you you pour your heart and soul into something, and uh, I I had uh, some distribution deals for beer and seed that I thought was really going to take me to the next level, and it just didn't come through, and. It was disappointing, but I believe the fact that um, that the Lord has a plan and a future for everybody, including little old me. And so, although, you know, those were disappointments, I think that the reality is the Lord is trying to show me or actually develop in me persistence and to be faithful. Um, so that's I, I, I guess that that has been the the most uh, the biggest challenge for me. It hasn't really been with individuals because I can deal I can work with basically anybody, but because I have that basic belief that. Love the sinner, hate the sin. And pretty much the in the way I try to operate in my life. Uh, but in my own personal struggles and trials, I just try to take the long view. You know, I run into that too, being a part of what I do. You know, people come and say, well, you know, how can you say this and that about certain situations? But... Uh, we all got to look at everything for what it really is, and that's the way you really need to look at life because life is a bunch of different circumstances thrown together into 
life itself. And uh, being a part of the, um, I, I would say, patriot movement, you know, we get judged all the time about, well, how can you be a Christian and, you know, look at, you know, owning firearms and standing up against this group or that group. But it's not so much that we're standing against the individual. It's their lifestyle, their uh, attitude, not the individual themselves. Because, you know, I I don't have nothing against anybody, really, personally. Right. It, you know. Well, and I can tell you this, uh, in my years of being a, a DJ and event host, I've had to be in compromising situations. And without going into much detail, I, I thought it was imperative that I handle myself in a professional manner do what I agreed to do and at the end of the night it's funny my routine was I would go and wash my hands which what not only was a physical cleansing but I always felt that it was a spiritual cleansing as well uh, to get out of the situation but it never pays to be unprofessional. Right. So, folks, uh, if you're listening to the show and uh, in the last uh, 15 minutes of this first hour and you would like to call in to speak to me and my guest, Bill Cox, here in the studio, the number is 724-444-7444. Enter call ID 141-446-POUND, one pound, and you'll be connected live to the switchboard and I'll bring you on to talk to us live here in the battle room. Bill, um, like you said, you know, you have projects coming up. Um, is yeah, there I've been, I've yeah. been uh, cast in a, uh, uh, in a upcoming comedy called uh, Father Figure, and I'm a, a supporting role. Uh, this has been it, it's with Toronto uh, Entertainment uh, and the uh, executive producer is out of uh, LA uh, Joanna Sanchez an outstanding actress and producer in her own right and so you know in, in stretching yourself I can't encourage people enough to step a little, take a little step of faith and step out of the box and although I'm primarily a writer and it's it's always easy for me to do my own stuff because well hey I wrote it <laughs> <laughs> you know but uh uh being cast in this um for me is uh is a is a bit of a stretch, but uh, I'm really looking forward to it and the networking opportunities and uh, cr- contributing to a team that's different than what I'm used to. But but um, I, I think it's going to be a, a, an awesome project and uh, it's got a a chance for some pretty good life too. So pretty excited about uh, working with them on that. And 
and it's a comedy, which is pretty much what I like to do. Um, I've also been uh, hired to do some host work. I hosted a uh, Christian uh, music festival, and, uh, and 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 that was outstanding too. So um, I just uh, I just love it, and I love the opportunity to do all the various types of roles in the entertainment business that are in my wheelhouse, but my main focus is, of course, as a writer. Mm. Yeah, because, you know, uh, maybe someday, you know, we can do a, you know, a collaborative type of uh, project together. I don't know. You know, that's always a possibility. And... Uh, I'll tell you about you're you're really you are well positioned and and you are the next uh what four and a half months uh this political season is right in your wheelhouse you are working up to the super Bowl um right here um it's it is unbelievable uh what's going on and they need a mature voice of reason to help guide people through it because there is so much spin going on on both sides that I I think it's going to get to the point to where people are just dizzy and they're going to look towards an independent, mature voice of reason to help guide them through this tough, tough election cycle. Yeah, because that's uh, what we're facing in this country today is, you know, we got too many people saying he said, she said, they said, who said, what said, when said, and nobody can make heads or tails out of it, you know. And then, like you said, a voice of reason comes along, and then they say, oh, yeah, you're right. That's where I stand, you know. Absolutely. And, And the thing about it is, Somebody who's impartial needs to boil this stuff down for the average American out there that's going to walk up to that ballot box that doesn't have the time to go through and and hash things out and maybe never really was politically motivated, but they're going to be looking for someone to help guide them to make that right decision. And it needs to be an independent voice because who can depend on the media now? Uh, Nobody. Nobody, yeah. Because, you know, you're not getting the correct correct answers that you need. You know, you're not getting them from Fox or CNN or ABC or NBC or any one of those uh, media sources. You know, um, Clinton, I, I so appreciate you letting me uh, come on to your show and uh, and talk about my projects. But one of the things that I really wanted to bring up in, in my last you know few minutes here with you um, is this: I really feel that both candidates are really trying to t- get the public's eye off the ball 
because as a parent, I think the big issue that's confronting the country is our deficit. And Mm -hmm. nobody's talking about it, but it could make the country crumble. And that could happen overnight. They can make all the all the uh, banter that they want and get all up in arms about where the transgenders go to the bathroom or the abortion or the guns or any of that. Yeah. But the reality is this. If we don't get our deficit under control, we will not have a country. Yeah, because you know that's the thing a lot of people don't realize. You know, if the economic structure that we have collapses completely, there won't be any running water, there won't be no electricity, then where will you be? That's, that's a fact. You know, because you know a lot of people don't realize that sooner or later the grid is going to fall. And when it falls, all productivity in this nation will be stagnant. Right. It's, you know, I I read somewhere, and I'm just going to paraphrase it, but um, Alexander Graham Bell, if he came back, he wouldn't even recognize the phone. Hmm. Thomas Edison, if he came back, not only would he recognize the power grid, but he could fix it. Yep. And that's the difference in what America needs to look at. There are some things that we absolutely have to have, but the rest of the stuff we need to cut out. Otherwise, our children and our children's children may not have a country that survives them because of the deficit. Right. And, you know, a big way of doing that is, you know, just trying to do the honorable thing. Because if you stand on principles, you can get a lot more accomplished in that regard. Because if you're out here being deceitful and and, and greedy Yes, I mean, everyone wants to make a profit, but you can't do it at the expense of those that you sell your product to. Well, what a lot of people don't understand is any service that the government gives that is truly needed, you're taking an opportunity away from an entrepreneur. And that entrepreneur would grow a business with it, employ people, and would cir- circulate money, as opposed with the government taxing people for it. So they talk about how much unemployment there is, but the reality is this. If the government would just focus on securing our borders, taking care of our culture, and delivering the mail, we'd have so much more opportunity for all the entrepreneurs out there to create full employment because 
they would have to step in and take over the services that people would want that the government does not do. Right. You know, the thing that I've noticed about this this administration, and it, it goes back a little bit farther than just this administration as well, but, you know, the government says that the economy is just so vibrant right now, but yet you've got businesses that are either reducing their production or relocating the operation as a whole south of the border or to some other country because they can no longer produce their product in this country because of the bureaucratic uh, regulations that are upon them by this government. Right. And the thing about it is with that, Clinton, is this. We've taken our computers and we have not only do we did we make so many of them, but they're redesigning each of the uh, systems. And take, for example, car, car design. When I was a kid, a new car or a new model would be introduced. It was three years from R&D to actual manufacturing it. Um, it got down to 18 months, and now I think it's just under 12 now hmm. because of the computers and how fast it speeded up the cycle. And so that's what people are need to be more and more elastic, and that's why Beer and Seed is such an important movie, although it's a dark comedy but it illustrates the point that people need to understand life has changed. There's The security is in you and your talent and what value you bring. It is not in the company. Companies will come and companies will go. And the, and the way it is nowadays, they come, come and go faster and faster. The real value is in you. Right. Well, folks, you know, we just have a little bit over five minutes left in today's program. Again, if you would like to call in before the first hour is completed here, the number is 724-444-7444. Enter call ID 141-446-POUND, one pound, and you'll be connected live to the switchboard here in the studios. Bill, you know, it's been an honor to have you on today's program, and I really thank you for taking the opportunity to be a guest on today's program. You know, Clinton, thanks so much for having me. I I always, I don't necessarily consider myself a uh, Democrat or a Republican. I want to be an informed citizen. And I like voting for people that have ideas and what it can take to make this country better. I want to make it not only better for me, but certainly for my children and the people around us, because I care. And I think it is a great country. I just think that 
we need to follow the blueprints that our founding fathers set in front of us. It's gotten us this far. It'll get us through the next step. We have, but we have to pay attention and not let our eye off the ball. And the politicians at this point in history are trying to divert our attention to things that don't really matter. You know, Bill, there's a word for what you really are, and you are a patriot. <laughs> Clinton, I mean, you really are for having me. I, I can't really describe a person that that uh, thinks the same way that you and I think other than being a patriot, because we want what's best for this country, and it doesn't matter if we're a Republican or Democrat, independent, you know, conservative or liberal, you know, we if we love this country, we're a patriot. Couldn't drive. And and you know the and the thing about it is, uh, I think there's a big difference in the way people vote nowadays. We have far too much information about our candidates as opposed with uh, years past and previously. We know too much about their personal life and things that really, to me, don't matter. What matters is how you legislate and what your, your legislative agenda is. That is what is going to make a difference in this country and is going to make a difference to me, my family, my neighbors, the country, how you legislate. I don't need to know all the other stuff. That doesn't matter to me. But what matters is how you legislate. That is what matters. Right. You know, and then, you know, you you can't really judge somebody by the things that they've done in the past because people change. People evolve. No question about it. Well, again, Bill, I appreciate you taking the opportunity to come on today's program. And I look forward to uh, checking out, you know, Beer and Seed. Folks, if you're out there and you want to... A good movie that's a comedy and something that kind of reflects on uh, everyday life, Beer and Seed would be a movie that I would recommend you pick up. I'm going to check it out at the various uh, uh, convenient it's on time Am- for me. It's on Amazon.com. Uh, it's also on their Prime, so you don't even have to pay because it's in the Prime package. Uh, Beer and Seed. And I appreciate you, Clinton, and uh, all your uh, and all your listeners out there. And what you're doing absolutely matters. And I I've got a, a channel on uh, YouTube because I'm not necessarily all about money. I like I like entertaining people. So um, the fat chicks is she male? Uh, and even if you're just curious about um, Obamacare, 
and and having that boiled down for you. I have that out there as well. All of that stuff is free, and uh, I just like uh, doing projects that I that I feel uh, um, help people because ultimately I I just care. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, today's guest, Bill Cox. Um, I hope that you found this part of the program interesting. And Bill, I uh, will welcome you back at any time. And I look forward to uh, maybe having you back on again after your next project comes out. <laughs> Clinton, hey, thanks so much for having me. All the best to you. And I tell you what, I know you're going to be a busy man for the next few months with this political season. So I would absolutely love to be catching up with you at a later date. And hopefully I'll have some good news for you and everyone else when you do. <laughs> Sounds great. Hey, thanks so much. Uh, all the best. Thank you for coming on, Bill. All right, bye-bye. Well, folks, uh, that was Bill Cox, a um, producer, director, actor, uh, comedian, a very humble gentleman, a very true friend of Angry Patriots program. I really enjoy doing this program because it's people like Bill Cox and others that make America what America is. And that's a great country, folks. I don't know how many of you really appreciate what we have in this nation. And that is a country that has always been great, but it can be greater. But it's up to us all to work together to put our differences aside as a nation and people and unify under one cause, and that's the cause of saving our republic. And it doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, whether you're heterosexual, homosexual, lesbian, transgender, whatever it is, folks. We are all Americans here. It doesn't matter what race you are, what religion you are. If you love America, it's time for us all to get together, to put our differences aside and say, I am an American. Folks, uh, I'm going to take a quick little break. I'll be back to continue the second hour of the program. I hope that you will stay tuned, and uh, I invite your phone calls. The number is 724-444-7444, pound, one pound. I'll be back momentarily for hour two of Angry's Corner.
Welcome back to Angry's Corner. I'm your host, the Angry Patriot, coming to you live here in Houston, Texas. That was the Bee Gees with Too Much Heaven, and before that we had Bob Seger with Like a Rock. You know, folks, uh, there's a lot of issues that weigh heavy on the minds of not just myself, but countless other Americans across this country and citizens from around the world as well, folks. We, excuse me, we all share the same desires for our lives, for those that we love and care about. And a big part of that is making sure that those that we love and ourselves have the things that we need to have a good life. And it doesn't matter where you're from, whether you're from America, Canada, Mexico, South America, Europe, Asia. Folks, we are all the same in the regard to the things that we value in life. Yes, we might have different religions. Yes, we might have different ideals on how we live our lives. But in all actuality, folks, we all have the same desires to make sure that our family's needs are being met, whether it be medically, educationally, financially, you name it, folks. We all have that same basic desire. And in many parts of the world, to be honest with you, the government entities aren't allowing their citizens to achieve those goals. They're pretty much restricting their citizens from being able to achieve the things that they value in life. And in America and Canada and other Western countries, we are blessed by having a strong economy. Yes, in America, our economy has recently taken a major hit financially. And our financial structure is teetering on the brink of total and utter collapse because we have a government that doesn't really care anything about what happens to our economy. But they don't realize that if our economy collapses, they will no longer have a job. And to any of you politicians out there that might be listening to today's program or somebody that might be a part of a ABC agency of the federal government, that might be listening to the show, and I'm pretty sure you are listening, whether you admit it or not. If our economy collapses, and I feel and I strongly fear that we are right on the edge of total and utter financial collapse, you will no longer get a paycheck. 
That's something you need to really think about here. How are you going to feed your families if our economy implodes upon itself? How can we make America financially strong? How can we aid other countries to share in our abundance once we stabilize ourselves? Well, there's many ways, folks, that we can reach out to our brothers and sisters around the world, and that's by sharing the things that we know, whether it be how to produce food, whether it be how to produce safe and clean drinking water in abundance, because the world has enough to feed everyone. The world has enough to sustain everyone. But it's what we do with the knowledge and the stewardship of what we have been given that we need to really focus on here. Because every country in this world, every continent on this planet can produce food. Maybe not the same types of food that we in certain countries can produce. But if we produce it in abundance and share the blessing of that abundance with each other, whether it be through fair trade or bartering, sooner or later, hunger will be a thing of the past. And that's something that I hope and pray that this planet and its citizens will be able to accomplish in my lifetime. Does that mean I want to create a one-world government? No, that's not what I'm advocating at all here. We can still hold on to our national sovereignty, and I pray to God that we all do. Because if we give our sovereignty over to one particular governmental body, then that will be playing into the hands of a one-world tyrannical treasonous and terroristic government. We can be a good neighbor and still hold on to our national sovereignty. What is a good neighbor? Well, a good neighbor is someone that loves everyone irregardless of our ideals and our Christian Judeo values and other religious values. We accept each other. And then if someone steps out of line and, and crosses the line and, and commits a act of terrorism or murder or some other crime, then they need to be held accountable for the things that they do. 
But just because we disagree with someone's religious philosophy or their sexual preference doesn't give us the right to condemn them and punish them for that sexual preference. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying child molestation. No, 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 no. If someone molests a child, that's not a sexual preference. That's a perversion. And it needs to be dealt with immediately. Because I don't have any sympathy for anyone that would molest a child, anyone that would rape a woman, anyone that would abuse an elderly person or a child, whether it be physical abuse, sexual abuse, or mental abuse. I don't have any sympathy for anyone like that. And, you know, abuse can go both ways here. I mean, I'm not saying that a woman can't abuse a man because it can happen. But in most cases, physical abuse is a man abusing a woman physically or mentally. But I'm not saying a woman can't abuse a man in the same way because there's some women out there that have been known to do that. So women, don't think that you're excluded from that club of abusers because some women have been known to abuse males. Now, it doesn't happen a lot. And if a male allows a woman to abuse him physically, well, that's on him. But there's other abuse out there that can be just as hard on a man as physical abuse, and that's mental abuse. A lot of you have been following my program for a while, and I appreciate your support. As many of you know, I have Angry's Corner and also have Angry Patriots Crossfire that I do. And I'm in the process of possibly consolidating both shows back into one like it was in the beginning. And I'm in the process of trying to secure a direct dial number so that you will no longer have to put up with the dialing the number and then entering the show ID and then entering one to connect to me here in the studios. And if I'm successful in getting that direct dial number, which I've already requested, but I'm waiting for the venue that I'm using to acknowledge that they provide that, I will provide that to you once I secure it. Because I want to be able to talk to each and every one of you very easily and without any type of hurdle that you need to jump over. Because dialing the number and then having to put other stuff into there is kind of, to me, it's kind of um, a hindrance to putting on this program, but I'm going to continue to put on this program irregardless of whether I have to continue to use 
the same format that I'm using right now. But hopefully, in the near future, I will be able to accommodate more and more callers at a faster and easier rate. Well, folks, um, excuse me. I've come to the part of this program where I like to make a very uh, special dedication to someone that means a lot to me, someone that I really care about, and uh, I'm not sure if she might be listening to today's program, but Tatiana, if you're listening, this song is for you. This is me. 
Should I cut my hair? Should I shave my beard? Should I go to Jesus and say a little prayer? Should I call my dad so I can tell him I love you? Why does that make me sad? Should I say a little prayer to give me the peace on earth? Life after death Show me the way To your soul Give me Peace on earth Reason to care Say A little prayer Yeah. 
Welcome back to Angry's Corner. I'm your host, Angry Patriot, coming to you live from the battle room here in Houston, Texas. That was Garrett Walker with Say a Little Prayer. And, uh, folks, I am honored and privileged to present that song to you. Garrett Walker is a friend of the Angry Patriot Crossfire Show, the Angry Corner Show. And he is an up-and-coming country star that uh, I feel you need to keep an eye on because he is going to pretty soon take off and become a great country star. And um, I urge you to support Garrett Walker when he starts to put his music out there on various downloading sites such as Amazon and iTunes and others. Show him your support. Show him your love, won't you? And tell him the Angry Patriot sent you. Because I really enjoy doing shows where I present new talent and give them the opportunity to showcase their music. Many of you know me as being a uh, a champion of our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, our Christian Judeo values, and I really and truly stand on the foundation of our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, and our Christian Judeo values. Yesterday, I made the... Um, statement that uh, I really take exception to our government's blatant uh, attempt to pretty much destroy our Constitution at every turn. And part of that is they are blaming the weapons manufacturers for the murder of every person that has been killed, whether it be in an act of murder or a terrorist attack, such as what happened recently in Orlando at the nightclub that took 49 American lives and injured 53 other American citizens. Now, I don't see how anyone can blame the manufacturers of a weapon or a tool such as a knife, an axe, a car, gasoline, or a firearm for the actions of a terrorist or a deranged individual who is hell-bent on destroying life. Because the weapon itself doesn't pick itself up and fire itself. It doesn't load itself. It doesn't aim itself. Well, you get the idea. Just as 
they blame the weapon for the murders of countless people across this country and around the world for that matter. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, and I'm using the word devil's advocate very lightly because I don't support anything the devil stands for, and I want you to understand that. But what I'm saying is, okay, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. If we blame firearms for the deranged actions of a murderer or a terrorist, okay, then we should be holding those that produce the equipment used in the act of an abortion libel as well. Because, to be honest with you, they are used to murdering another human being. That's right, folks. I'm staying it right here on Angry's Corner. Abortion is murder. Oh, Angry, how can you say that? It's wrong. You shouldn't say that abortion's murder. Well, what would you call it? What would you call ripping another human being's body has never done anything to you or to anyone else apart? What would you call it? Would you call it What would you call it? Well, I I can't think of any anything else to call it other than murder. Not just murdering somebody, but dismembering them while they're still alive. I don't know how many of you remember the movie Braveheart and the concluding scene of that movie where the character of William Wallace, which is actually a true historical figure, excuse me, was, (coughs) excuse me, strapped to a table and dismembered. He had his legs cut off. He had his hands cut off. He had his arms cut off. He had all his internal organs ripped out while he was alive without any type of sedation It's the same principle, folks, as a child who's in the womb of its mother being ripped apart and dismembered in the act of abortion. It's not any different. And how would you feel if that were you? You don't think for a minute that that unborn child feels pain? when it's having its arm ripped out of socket, when it's having its legs torn off, its head detached from its body, don't you think for a minute that that unborn child feels pain? Because I'm sure it does. They don't sedate it. They don't sedate it. They don't give it any type of pain medication to lessen the pain and 
I think it's kind of stupid for me even to bring that up because I don't think no amount of pain medication or sedation would even begin to lessen the pain of someone who is being utterly torn to pieces. You know, I think what needs to happen here, and maybe some of you might think that what I'm about to suggest on this program might be a little bit over the top and kind of barbaric, but I think it needs to be done. I think what we need to do before anyone goes in for an abortion, two things need to happen. One, that they listen to the baby's heartbeat. And two, they need to watch a video of an actual abortion being conducted upon an unborn child who is not guilty of anything other than being conceived. If that is a crime in itself, which I don't believe it is, but Everyone who is ever considering an abortion needs to have to do that. And it's not just the mother, the father of the child as well. But if we're going to hold arms manufacturers responsible for murdering a human being, we need to also hold the manufacturers of the equipment used in the act of an abortion responsible for murder as well. If they want to be fair, let's be fair. Let's hold them responsible for the murder of millions and millions of children every year in America and around the world. You know, a lot of people call Russia a barbaric country. But did you know in Russia, they do not allow late-term abortions, unlike America? So who's really barbaric here, Russia or America? Who's really heartless, Russia or America? Think about it for a second, folks. How can we say Russia is a barbaric nation when at least they do not permit late-term abortions. Folks, I got uh, just a little bit over 14 minutes left in today's program. I'm going to play another song by... an individual that I really hope that you will listen to. And this is a great song. Ladies and gentlemen, Garrett Walker.
Welcome back to Angry's Corner. I'm your host, the Angry Patriot, coming to you live from the bottle room here in Houston, Texas. That was a great song, and I urge you to uh, look up Garrett Walker and support him in his career as he moves forward, folks. He's a great entertainer and a true friend of the Angry Patriot Show, the Angry's Corner, and Angry's Crossfire. Well, folks, we just have a little bit over eight minutes left in the program today. I hope that you had a great time listening to the program today, and um, we'll be back to... Wrap up today's program momentarily. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to Angry's Corner. I'm your host, Angry Patriot, coming to you live. Folks, uh, we're down to the last three minutes of today's program. I would like to once again thank my special guest on today's program, Bill Cox, a true friend of the show. And Bill, if you're still listening, brother, you're welcome to come back on at any time. And I will be reaching out to you at various points in the near future and um, hope that you will consider coming back on the program. Well, folks, again, I thank you for listening. I hope that the things that we talked about on today's program were entertaining and informative at the same time, folks, because we are all Americans here and we need to unify If our republic has any hope of surviving what is about to possibly come up on it. God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow for the next Angry's Corner. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.